Welcome everybody to the Nerdpool Podcast, the podcast where we talk pop culture, pro wrestling, and everything else that's on my mind. So sit back, grab your snack, and listen in as I rant and rave about everything we know and love. What's up everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Nerdpool Podcast. As always, I am your host, the fat fool that loves Deadpool. Yes, it's me. Yes, it's me. It's a J-M-I-E. Your 496th favorite podcast host, and as always, your Sherpa down the road of nerdiness. And guys, we know um, San Diego Comic-Con, the home experience 2020, was a letdown. It was just huge. I'm sorry, it was a letdown. I've talked about it earlier. It just didn't live up to what I think a lot of people wanted. You can listen to me uh, talk about this in a previous episode. So, because of that... You know, and the main part was because a lot of the big ones didn't show up. Marvel didn't really have anything. DC, I mean, it wasn't really a lot to talk about. DC decided to rival what um, Marvel does because Marvel is usually, when it comes to Comic-Cons or even when they do the D23, which is Disney, which owns Marvel, Marvel's usually the talk of the the nerd world. Marvel's, you know, their movies, what they got upcoming, the, the casting it usually is what just, it stars the show and it kind of dwarfs everything else going on. Marvel has been such a juggernaut in the comic book community with their movies that it's become that thing to where whenever they make an announcement, it is just, we can't wait to see the new movies, the new movie trailers, announcements, what they've got coming. And DC's always kind of been on the back burner, even though they've been making some moves. They never really lived up to that hype. Well, DC right now, is killing the game. Marvel, you have a lot to do. If you even want to compete right now in the news genre, you better step and bring something amazing because DC, through all their troubles that they have been going through here recently, is killing it. They just had DC fandom. It's a two-night event. The first one was uh, August 22nd. The second one will be September 12th, I believe. Um... And it's a it's a basically a two day event. It's all virtual. You can watch it all online. It was twenty four hours up on their website. It, you can probably find all the panels on YouTube. But it's panels talking about video games, upcoming movie releases, and we've got a smorgasbord. I mean, we've got overload on DC. And I will say this right now: I have not been this excited for DC since The Dark Knight. I mean, it is just it's murdering it right now since. Since they first said Batman v Superman, you first saw them looking at each other. Since they first released or even talked about doing a Justice League. Like, I am so hyped right now for what they've done. They released movie trailers. We got video game trailers. We've got talks about all the panels were great. The first thing we're going to talk about is we don't have one. We don't have two. We will be having three Batmans. Possibly, very possibly, we could have more Batmans. Okay, because it is, it was dropped that Ben Affleck, Batfleck, will be returning. Um, he's going to be in the Snyder Cut of the Justice League movie, which we'll get into in a little bit. But not just that, he will be returning. There's a possibility of doing a TV show on HBO Max, the streaming network, and having Batfleck be the, the main star in it. He will also be in the Flash movie that will be coming out in 2022. And in this, The Flash, we got a little bit of it, gets a new suit made by Bruce Wayne. He also will be traveling in time to fix the DC multiverse, kind of a Flashpoint paradox 
type of move. I don't think they're doing Flashpoint. I really hope they don't try to do Flashpoint right out of the gate with the Flash because that's a story you need to build to. You need to build to it and establish a few characters before you try to do it. However, because of this, we are also getting the return of the greatest Batman in DC history. I don't care what you say. Keep your Christian bells. Shove them up your ass. We are talking about the creme de la creme of Batman. We are talking about the greatest Bruce Wayne that has ever been. That is right. Michael Keaton, Batman 89, Batman Returns, will be donning the cowl once again to become Batman in the Flash movie. We are going to be having the Batman 89, which could possibly lead to a Batman Beyond type film with a older grizzled Batman. But Michael Keaton will be donning as he tries to help the Flash in his quest to fix the multiverse. I don't know how full contact is going to be. I don't know if Michael Keaton is going to be out there kicking some ass, but I know that Michael Keaton is going to be at least donning the cowl and we will at least see him. And that has been, that's not a rumor that has been confirmed. It is happening. It is going down. People let the, let the parades start because I am so excited. You can probably tell my voice. I got goosebumps and I am freaking out. Batman 89 is my jam. It is my favorite Batman movie. When I was a child watching Batman 89, we went through three video cassettes. Yes, that's how old I am. We were watching video cassettes, VHS tapes. I went through three of them because I would watch, rewind, watch, rewind, watch, and rewind. It is just a great Batman movie. It was so near and dear to my heart, and it was so dark and gritty. And to this day, I say this, he... It has the best Batman suit. Yeah, he couldn't move his neck. I get that. But the Batman suit just looked so badass and iconic. He will be helping Barry Allen try to fix the multiverse. There is also rumors of him, uh, basically, Michael Keaton's Batman being the Nick Fury for the Justice League and for the DC Universe, basically bringing all the multiverses together and basically intertwining and connecting everybody, which I am so down for. I am so ready for. But that is not all. We also got our first look at Robert Pattinson. That's right, the Twilight Boy, the vampire with the sparkliness. We got our first look at him as Batman. When he was cast, the world blew up. You thought Batfleck got a lot of heat. Robert Pattinson... I felt kind of felt bad for him because people were just dogging him. They were dogging him about being Batman. He's too small. He doesn't have the look. We come to find out from the panel that this one will take place during the second year of Batman. So he is Batman. He's going to be Batman for two years at this point. Still young in the game. I'm still not too sold on the cow. Um, I think the cow needs an upgrade. It's kind of got a Batman uh, 66 feel to it. And that's okay, but I don't, I just, I'm just not too sold on it yet. However, the trailer looks dark, it looks gritty, and it it looked amazing. Now, granted, this film is only 20 to 30% shot, like it, so he didn't have a lot to, but he cut a trailer out of it that makes you want to see it. We find out that the Riddler is going to be the main villain in this, which we I think we all pretty much knew. That was the rumor forever. It was never fully confirmed until about now. However, when you look at this, you get our first look at uh, Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman, which I think will be doing a pretty good job. Robert Patterson, we get to hear the Batman voice when he says, I am vengeance. And he's actually got a decent little Batman voice. And the scene where he says that, he beats the holy hell out of a henchman, out of a villain. I mean, he viciously beats him to the point where you can see where Batfleck actually ends up 
becoming that because they say people said Batman and Ben Affleck's version was too violent. We get to see this. I don't know the context about why he does it, but I think we're going to get to know that. He looks good in the suit. Um, we get kind of an emo-ish Batman at times. We get to see him when he's not, you know, dapper and at the Bruce Wayneiest, kind of when his hair is greasy. He's got the black paint around his eyes, hiding his identity from the bat suit. Uh, we get to see, you know, our first look at at the Jim Gordons and everything going on. And now, again, the trailer is very dark. It's very gritty. We don't really get a look at the Joker. Uh, we kind of do at times, it seems, but we don't. At the very beginning, he's ta- somebody's taping someone's face in duct tape, and they write no more lies on the guy's face. Now, the person doing the duct tape, I guess, is going to be the Riddler. It might be. Um, but it kind of looked kind of like Hush. I don't think they're going to do Hush. I don't think Hush is going to be in this, but it, it just kind of rem- reminisced of me. Uh, apparently, they're going to be having Penguin done in this, and we're going to get to see all of the, basically, the, the, the kind of origins of how they become as they take on the crepe, the crepe, the caped crusader in Batman. And so, Robert Patterson, that's three Batman. We could possibly get more as we go on with the Flashpoint, and they're talking about doing movies and TV shows. But I'm super excited for all the Batman content that's coming. And like I said, when I heard Michael Keaton, like it just, I got, I got a darn re-knob. Read that backwards, you'll probably get what I'm talking about because it was just fully there. Because again, Batman '89 is just that's my jam, and Keaton is so amazing. Like I just, I, I feel that the energy and electricity just running through me. I would buy tickets now for the Flash movie, and I was not that excited because Ezra Miller runs like a punk. He runs like Phoebe from the Friends. His running is terrible. His running takes me out of him being Flash, and the fact that he's... Barry Allen's always been a smart guy, and they, they're trying to play him as this quirky kid, like he was kind of like playing Spider-Man. We don't need any of that. We, we need Barry Allen. If you get rid of Ezra Miller because there's a lot of controversy going on, I wouldn't be too opposed to it. Let's just get that right out of the gate. I would not be too opposed to it, honestly, if... um. If you were going to give somebody a chance at taking the role and it not be Ezra Miller, I would not be opposed to Andrew Garfield. Uh, we've seen where a lot of times people who do one comic book movie and it doesn't hit the way it goes, goes on to another one, and they do amazing. I think Andrew Garfield deserves his chance. I think he has the look of Barry Allen. I think he could pull off Barry Allen because they're not going to use Grant Gustin uh, from the TV show, which would be amazing. And Andrew Garfield and him, you can kind of see more of a resemblance there if they wanted to do more crossovers but i digress jumping into batman flash and so on we got our first trailer for the justice league snyder cut coming to hbo max the film that was asked and talked about and rumored and for so long everybody said they wanted we are finally getting again they're spending money to finish it we got our first look at it and again we got we saw a lot of the stuff that we saw on the first trailer we really did the lot of stuff we saw in the first movie we got a redesigned Steppenwolf. We get our first look at Darkseid, who Darkseid is supposed to be a bigger presence in this film. I don't think he's necessarily going to be the main villain, which a lot of people are thinking, but I think it's going to set up for another showdown with Darkseid, a la they did with Thanos in the Avengers movie. I think we're going to see enough of him to where we're going to end up having to see him take on. I don't know for a fact, but that's what Steppenwolf looks better than he did in the original Justice League to me. They used the original concept. He looks better. We get a little bit more, and I think they're going to be grounding uh, Bruce Wayne just a bit. In the original Justice League, he was kind of, I kind of, I guess, think they kind of wanted to make him Tony Stark. I think Josh Whedon had this idea of making Bruce Wayne Tony Stark. 
because he was making jokes and being quippy and being, you know, funny and charismatic, and that's just not Batman. Batman is someone who's playing a role of a billionaire, someone who's playing a role of being a normal, functioning human. He's just kind of, he's very intelligent, but he's kind of just grounded. He's smart, and he doesn't, he, he's not the quirky, let's make joke types. In fact, that's just not who it is. However, the film looks great. It's bringing all the key characters back together. And I think we're going to get a more in-depth story. And it's going to fit more with the world that has been built by Zack Snyder. I mean, again, that, that dark world, the, the colorful jokingness of uh, Josh Whedon's version just didn't fit with Zack Snyder's. And I think this is going to be a better fit. However, it's not going to be a full-length movie right out of the gate. They're doing a four-part miniseries, so it's going to be four-hour-long episodes. So this is going to be a four-hour movie when it comes all said and done. And Zack Snyder said that he's going to release it as a full movie, too, but it's going to be broken down into four one-hour increments on HBO Max. I guess to kind of draw out that you know month of subscription for you when you, when you sign up for it. But I'm super excited for it because it's going to give us a chance to have more in-depth story told to build to the character, to build to the climax. And it's going to be, I think it's going to be a lot better. And I, I, I really, I didn't mind Justice League. I thought it was a decent movie. But I think that this could be the better fit for it. We also got a little bit of the other upcoming DC films. Uh, Shazam uh, got a title for the second one. was going to be Shazam 2, Fury of the Gods. Aquaman, and then we didn't really get anything on that, although on James Wan, the director, saying that this one's going to be more grounded, kind of a more serious tone as for today's modern modern audience. However, we did get another big, big drop, and we didn't get to see any footage because they haven't started yet. It'll be out in uh, 2022, but we've got The Rock talking about Black Adam. We get the story... Uh, it's going to be, Black Adam's going to be 5,000 years after he became Black Adam, and he's going to be taking on, not Superman, not Shazam like we thought, he's going to be taking on the freaking Justice Society of America, the JSA, Dr. Fate, Cyclone, Adam Smasher, this is going to be awesome, Dr. Fate is going to be in a movie, a real life Dr. Fate, this is going to be epic, taking on Black Adam, and the fact that they are going to, his, his, the people he is fighting is going to be the Justice Society of America that they are debuting in a movie. We're not getting these separate movies. We might get that later on. But the fact that he's going to be taking on all of them before he ends up taking on Shazam or before he ends up taking on Superman or we get cameos from any of them, that is freaking awesome. Like, it, the, the Rock just telling about it got you pumped. Because, again, like I've gushed on former episodes, The Rock is just a, an awesome person. Like, it seems, he seems to be an awesome person, and he's going to be a perfect fit for this, and I can't wait to see him go at it with the likes of Shazam or with the likes of Superman. But before that, he's going at it with, with Dr. Fate. He's going at it with Cyclone. He's going at it with Adam Smasher. He's going at it with the Justice Society of America. Hawkman is going to be in the film. Hawkman. We're getting a real-life Hawkman in a Justice Society of America movie with Black Adam. This is freaking awesome. DC has been blowing it up, okay? They have been killing it on the game. Speaking of killing it, and I know this might be a bad transition, but we've got our first look, teaser-wise, at the The Suicide Squad. Not Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad. James Gunn's not-quite-reboot, not-quite-sequel to Suicide Squad. We are getting... 
a lot more characters in this. We're getting some returning characters in this. Uh, Jai Courtney is returning as Captain Boomerang. We are getting Margot Robbie returning as Harley Quinn. Of course, she has just become Harley Quinn. We're getting uh, Viola Davis coming back as Amanda Waller. But, I mean, we, we're getting uh, Joe Kinnaman as Rick Flagg. Idris Elba, who a lot of people thought were going to be Deadshot and take over that role, is actually going to be playing Bloodsport. We're getting Sosaria. Uh, we're getting TDK. Pete Davidson is playing Blackguard. Michael Rooker is playing Savant. John Cena is playing Peacemaker. Uh, David Datchman, I can't pronounce his name. I apologize. Is playing Polka. I'm, I'm, I'm so excited. I'm freaking out. Polka Dot Man. Polka Dot Man is going to be in a live action film. Guys, do you know how crazy this is? How close we are getting to Kite Man and Condiment Man and stuff? I mean, we're getting Weasel. We're getting The Thinker. Javelin. Mongol. King Shark. We're getting freaking King Shark. Guys, this is so awesome. Now, the the debut of it, when he shows the characters, this film is supposedly set in the 70s. I believe is what uh, it was said, if I remember right. It's kind of like a 70s-type war film. All of these characters, their costumes look straight out of what they did in the comic books. They're colorful. They're goofy-looking. And I mean that in the best way possible. Like, I know when I say goofy-looking, people are like, well, why would that be great? Because it, 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 it just it, it works for James Gunn's style. It works. You saw what he did with Guardians of the Galaxy, and that was a no-name. He's taking a bunch of characters that are second-rate in DC, and he's going to try to do the same thing here. He said it's unlike any superhero film he's ever done. He said it's the biggest superhero film he's ever done. I don't know if he means character-wise or if he means movie-wise, money-wise, whatever, because Guardians was huge, okay? But it looks great. It looks cartoonish, and, and it's weird. Maybe I was just riding the hype of DC... And there was so much stuff going on that I was like, this is awesome. This is awesome. But it just to me, it, it excited me to see the film. It excited me to see it just to see how they go. When you have these little known characters, Weasel and Thinker and Polka Dot Man and even King Shark. Like, I'm so excited to see King Shark. I, I don't know why. I'm, I'm excited to see John Cena. To think that we could end up seeing John Cena against The Rock at some point on screen. And that's not a wrestling match. It's for some reason just awesome. I doubt that's going to happen, but you never know. And it just, it looks campy. It looks serious at the same time. And it looks like a comic book. And I love it. I love it. Speaking of the Suicide Squad, that wasn't the only thing that dropped for them. The Suicide Squad also got a trailer for an upcoming video game. Now, Rocksteady that did the Arkham Asylum, Arkham, uh, they he, they did Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, and they did Arkham Knight, the trilogy of the Arkham video games, which were all amazing. If you ever played them, you know. When it ended, they pretty much thought that that was going to be done, like the Batman series was done. Uh, there was rumors of a Suicide Squad game. There was rumors of a Superman game. In fact, there was concept art released of Superman, and they were both right because we got our first trailer of the Suicide Squad Kills the Justice League. It's set in the same world as Ar the Arkham games. It's set in that same timeline and everything. And as if you look, it looks awesome. We see the Suicide Squad. We see Harley Quinn. 
We see Deadshot. Now, the only problem I have with Deadshot in this, Deadshot has showed up in other ga- in the other Arkham games, and Floyd Lawson was Floyd Wa- Lawson. And you can say what you want here, but the Floyd Lawson they had was what he looked like in the comics. He was he was a white person who showed up. The one that's in this, they kind of took that cue from the movie and made him a black person. I'm not complaining about that. I don't really care. It's a video game. But if you're setting it in the same world, you have to explain to me why Floyd Lawson's all of a sudden completely different than what he looked like a game or two ago. I know that people are going to be like, it's a small thing, and it technically is, but I just, stuff like that makes me want to, I need a closure. I need to know, is this Floyd Lawson? Is it somebody else? But we get Harley Quinn. We get Deadshot. We get Captain Boomerang. We get King Shark. They are putting King Shark in the video game. King Shark will be voiced by the professional wrestler, uh, multiple-time TNA heavyweight champion, and all-around badass and funny, charismatic guy, Samoa Joe, will be voicing King Shark. The, the, it's a cut scene, so it's a trailer, so you're not really seeing gameplay. But it looked good. The cut scenes looked good. The voice acting looked good. And we get to see that they're going to be taking on Superman. This game will be coming out in 2022, so there's plenty of time for them to finish everything. I don't think they've got a lot down for the gameplay yet to you know, exactly show you so you can get that hyped into it. But the fact that we're getting a Suicide Squad game that's going to be up to four players, co-op play, you can all play, you can play with all your friends. Um, uh, hopefully you can get online play and you can all play together. I mean, that is just cool because it's four, you know, the Batman games have always been a pretty much a single player conquest game and you're going to be able to do that, but you're also going to be able to go co-op and have four players t- playing at one time. Now, we didn't just get one game. We got two video games releases coming two and this is where it gets a little wonky okay rocksteady did the arkham series there's an arkham trilogy there's four arkham games but the arkham trilogy from rocksteady is the one that everybody loves that consisted of arkham asylum arkham city and arkham knight okay those three now in between arkham city got a video game from warner brothers montreal called uh, Batman Arkham Origins. Now, I personally loved Arkham Origins. I thought the game was fun, and I, it was the same. It was the same type, set in the same tone. The everything looked the same. The gameplay was the same. But for some reason, that one was bashed, uh, as opposed to the ones that Rocksteady did. Even though it seemed to be all set in the same universe, it's it's very strange. Well, Warner Brothers Montreal has released a is releasing their own video game called Gotham Knights. Now, let me tell you why, again, this gets a little wonky besides the whole Arkham trilogy, but there being four, one being the bastard stepchild. Okay, the Suicide Squad game is made by Rocksteady, who made the original trilogy, who made the the beloved trilogy, okay? And that's set in the Arkham world. And they're trying to kill the Justice League. Gotham Knights is set in, I, I guess it's set in an alternate world where Batman is dead, and you're going to be able to play as Robin, Red Hood, and Batgirl, or Batwoman. You're going to be able to play as these characters to try to save Gotham. Now, the confusing part is, is at the end of Arkham Knight, which was the end of the trilogy for Rocksteady, Batman ends up, or Bruce Wayne ends up blowing up Wayne Manor. Spoiler alert, the game's been out forever. But he ends up blowing up Wayne Manor. And basically killing Batman because he had to unmask and say that he, Bruce Wayne is Batman. He had to 
he had to unmask in the in the game. So now everybody knows. So he does a protocol and basically kills off Batman. So Gotham Knight picks up with Batman being dead in an explosion. So this is picking up where it seems to be picking up where Arkham Knight left off, but it's not set in that universe. It's set in the Origins universe, which was supposed to be set in the Arkham universe. You get where I'm going here? It's confusing. It seems to be like, to me, that the Gotham Knight game would be a more direct sequel to the Arkham trilogy than Suicide Squad would be. But they're saying that because it's made by Montreal, who only made one game, that it's a, basically a sequel to kind of a sequel to that and not connected to the Arkham trilogy. Fucking confusing, I know. Like, I'm listening to him explain it, and I'm like, what is going on? Like, why can't we just all work together? I understand it's two different companies, but it's the same pro- the same damn, you know, gameplay. It's the same stories. It's the same characters. How does one, how do two different companies have the rights to the same character? And they're using the same name, Arkham, the, the Arkham Trilogy, and this is Arkham Origins, but this is not a part of the Arkham Trilogy, even though it's Arkham Origins, and it's the exact same gameplay. The buttons are all the same. It's weird. But I'm so excited. Like, to me, honestly, right now, the just we got to see actual gameplay footage from Gotham Knights. We got to see an actual seven minutes of gameplay. So I'm a little bit more excited for that. Why? Because, again, we got to see the actual gameplay footage. It's not like a cutscene. It's not cinematic. Suicide Squad is really, it's drawing me in because it's it's got a lot of, it could have a lot of fun with a lot of different characters. But we have to see how that goes. I have to see gameplay footage. And Gotham Knights gave us that, and it looked fantastic. It looked like the Arkham games. Mr. Freeze, the character you're going to look good, the the Batgirl, Robin, uh, Red Hood, they all looked awesome. They all looked like it was a a comic book, you know, version of what they did, and it just looks like it's going to be another really fun game from these series. The Batman games have been killing it. Rocksteady, Warner Brothers, Montreal, whoever, their games are always fun to me, and I love this open-world type of fantasy role-play comic book game. You know, um, we got the Marvel game, Avengers game coming out, and I'll get to that in a later episode when I actually play it because it's coming sooner rather than later. But for right now, DC is what I was talking about, and DC is killing it. The, the video games look amazing. All the movie trailers... And I didn't even get to, I, I can't believe I forgot this. We got Wonder Woman 84. We got our second trailer for Wonder Woman 84. We got our first look at uh, Cheetah. And looks amazing. Kristen Wiig looks awesome. This is going to be freaking incredible. Wonder Woman 84 looks going to be, it looks like it's going to be a lot better than Wonder Woman was. Um, Wonder Woman wasn't bad, but there was just aspects of it that I, I thought was, you know, eh. But... Still, it was a good film, and this one looks like it's going to be more fun. It's going to be a bit more colorful. It looks like it's going to have a lot more. The only thing is, you're going to this, which is her main villain, but you're going from Ares. It seems like kind of a step down, but I don't know how that's going to play out in the film. We'll see how it goes. Kristen Wiig is is being um, cast in it. I was like, that's kind of a strange casting, but when you see it in the tone of this first trailer where she was the woman that was overlooked and kind of like the geekiness, and she was offered something and took it, you see where it comes from, and I see how she fits that role. It looks amazing. So, once again, DC fandom killed it. I can't wait for part two. 
It's going to be the part two is going to be about multiverse. So I think you're going to get a little bit more into what's coming on TV and later, you know, other forums and other ways of talking. And it is going to be awesome. I'm so excited. I'm so hyped. Michael Keaton's coming back. I said it a thousand times. I'm saying it again. I'm so excited. So between video games, movies, and, and just overloaded with DC content right now, DC is killing it. Marvel. This is the time when you've actually got a lot of catching up to do, and you've got to step it up right now because DC just handed you your ass. Now, I know D- D23 it usually comes a little bit after Comic-Con, and I haven't heard of D23 still going on, if it's going to be a virtual event itself. But if so, that's usually where Marvel releases their stuff. I don't know what Marvel has to release, really, uh, more than what they did last year. I mean, we've seen the trailers for Black Widow uh, and stuff. I don't know if they've shot anything for the Eternals or or Quang Chi or anything like that. I don't know if we've seen anything, if they've shot anything or anything to have, but right now DC is killing it. I mean, they were taking stuff with only 20% shot and making killer trailers. So DC right now is their stocks through the roof, even though they're having a lot of issues at, you know, in the publishing house and everything. I don't, I, I hope this saves it because DC needs to stay around because of stuff like this. It can bring you in. It can get you super excited because I am so pumped for what DC did. So great job, DC. Thank you for actually giving the fans some stuff to be happy about because I know a lot of fans have been bashing you for stuff that you've done in the past and you have kind of been the punching bag of the of the geek world for a while now when it comes to movies and stuff like that. You stepped up and you threw a haymaker and you connected on the chin to that big juggernaut of Marvel. And I hope you and you're staying in the fight and I'm happy to see it because this is great for comic book fans to be able to have this this extra bit of form and a completely different type of universe to go to that's not what Marvel is. And I'm not bashing Marvel at all. Marvel is all connected. DC is going to have multiple things going on, but they're all going to be connected around a central point. And that right there is what's going to be very, very interesting. Thank you all for listening. Michael Keaton is going to be Batman again. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm going to stop. But thank you all for listening. Thank you for liking. Thank you for sharing. Um, tell, tell your friends about it. Thank you for everything that you've done. Follow me on Twitter at Nerdpool Pod. Follow me on Instagram at Nerdpool Podcast. I'm on Twitch at Nerdpool Gaming. Thank you for the love. Thank you for the support. And until next week, Michael Keaton's coming back as Batman. See ya.